Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church, Goldsboro, North Carolina. And we want to talk today about the amazing grace. And we think about grace, and I want you to think about it in a little different light today. Because you know that we, we know that Jesus is grace, and we understand that according to Scripture, in John 1.17, for the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And so we understand that grace actually came walking into time because of Jesus Christ. And so what a wonderful and a powerful revelation that is. You know today, the devil doesn't have to get you the sin. He just has to get you back to the law. And a lot of people don't understand that. But I want, I want to go to Romans chapter 5, verse 20 and 21 in the Amplified Classic because I think it helps us understand and relates to us of how powerful the law is. The law came to increase sin. In other words, the scripture tells you that in Romans 5 and 20 and 21. But then law came in. Only The law only came to expand and increase the trespasses, making it more apparent and excitingly opposition. For where sin increased and abound, Grace, God's unmerited favor, has surpassed it and increased the more and superabounded, so that just as sin has reigned in death, so grace, his unearned, undeserved favor, might reign also through what? Through righteousness. So his grace reigns through righteousness. Now, Second Corinthians 5.21 said, Him who knew no sin became sin, that you and I might become the righteousness of God. Now, I want to make a statement today that's very, very powerful, and you've got to get a hold of this. You're not righteous because of your performance. You're not righteous because of your effort. You're not righteous because you do the right thing all the time. You're righteous because Jesus became righteous for you. In other words, you took His righteousness. He came to earth, took on flesh, dwelled among men full of truth and grace. He became what you were so you could become what He is. So there was a great exchange that took place in the resurrection. So I want you to understand that the only reason the law came was to expose and increase and show us that we were sinners. So we see here that, so, verse 21, so that just as sin has reigned in death, so grace his undeserved and unearned favor might reign also through righteousness, right standards with God, which issues in eternal life through Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, our Lord. Now I want you to understand something today because I think there's a misrepresentation here. And I don't want you to think, well, the pastor don't believe that there's a heaven. I absolutely know there's a heaven because the Bible talks about heaven. But I want you to understand, Jesus never told anybody how to go to heaven. It took the church to mess that up. What Jesus come to do was to tell us about eternal life. In other words, we're being turned in and in. Just a few weeks ago, I was praying and, and I had a vision of people being turned inside out. And I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't really understand that. He said, that's ex what, exactly what's happening with God's marvelous grace. It's not based on our performance. Your righteousness is not based on your performance. It's not based on your effort. It's not based on any of that. Let me tell you something. You could do some righteous acts before you got born again, but that didn't make you righteous. Now, once you're born again and Jesus has declared you righteous, 
doing unrighteous acts does not make you unrighteous. So I want you to understand today it has nothing to do with your performance. It has everything to do with listening and learning to submit to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, living the Christian life without the Holy Spirit is absolutely impossible. Now, 1 Corinthians 15 and 56 says, For sin is the sting that results in death, and the law gives sin its power. In other words, according to the New Living Translation, Paul was talking to the Romans, and here's what he said in, in Romans 7 and 7. Well then, am I suggesting that the law of God is sinful? Of course not. In fact, it was the law that showed me my sin. I would never have known that coveting is wrong if the law had not said, you must not covenant. Now we understand, well wait a minute pastor, you got to understand when you go all the way back to the beginning of the book, we got to understand that Abraham was not into sin and he it was imputed in him as righteousness. Imputed means his sins were not going to be held against him. Why was his sins not held against him? Because there was no law until Exodus chapter 20 when the Ten Commandments come. So we understand that Abraham lied and told the king, said, look, this is my sister. Wasn't it sister? Just a few scriptures down, God calls him a prophet by the Holy Spirit. So we see here that his, his sins were not held against him because there was not law to measure up to. What I'm trying to get you to see is that Jesus didn't live under the law. He lived under grace because he was grace. And so he came into the world and the Bible said he never sinned. But if you go back and you look at Jesus' life, one time he got mad and had a temper tantrum, turned tables over in the temple, and it looks like to me that would be flesh. The church would call it flesh today. But I want you to understand Jesus not only never sinned, he couldn't sin because of the perfect work of grace that because of that, the way he was born, he couldn't sin. Now I want you to understand, now that you're a child of God and you're born of God, you cannot sin either because God looks at your spirit and he doesn't look at your flesh or your soulish man. Now, is that license to go out and do whatever you want? No. It's licensed to let you know that Jesus' blood has delivered you and made you righteous, not based on your performance, but based on the finished work of Jesus Christ.